Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of My Sporting Mind. It's Charlie Webster here, and I'm really excited to welcome the two-time World Cup winner, two-time World Player of the Year, USA international footballer Carly Lloyd to the podcast. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I started doing those claps and I feel like I have to kind of continue, but it's just me giving you a clap, but we're really grateful for you joining us. How's things going over there at the moment? How are you? How have you been dealing with this period? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I feel like I haven't played soccer in like two years. Um, it's pretty crazy at the moment, but I've, uh, I've been enjoying my time at home because, you know, life is moving pretty fast at a rapid pace and I don't often get time to be home in my house, spend time with my husband and just have life paused for a moment. So it's been, it's been really good. You know, thankfully I'm, I'm healthy and still have a job and, and all that. So I've been able to kind of find that silver lining throughout it all. I've been dealing with a little bit of an injury, so I've really sort of been out of commission and just getting a, a much needed mental and physical break. How do you find pausing though? Because as somebody like yourself that is relentless and is a perfectionist and really strives for a goal, do you find it difficult then to have this enforced pause? And like you said, you haven't, you feel like you haven't played football for two years or soccer for two years. And that's, that's your life and your love. Yeah. It's uh, I can't remember the last time I ever had this much time. And, and even if I've been injured in the past or we've had sort of a break, you know, usually our break falls between mid November until after the new year, it's not really a break because there's always things, there's always things planned. There's always things scheduled. We have camps coming up. We have games coming up. I'm usually on the road doing multiple appearances at a time. Um, so this time I've, I've literally shut off everything. And I feel like I've, I've done a really good job of just, embracing the time and and not getting stressed with my injury and I'm able to kind of just I don't know take a deep breath and and just take each day as it comes I think that's uh that's been the biggest the biggest lesson that I've I've been able to learn throughout all this and going back to some of the I'd love to go back a little bit to how you were brought up in your childhood because you were brought up in New Jersey and you're from like as you would say like a blue collar background which is in the UK, a working class background. And I've heard you say in several interviews before that, you know, you were tough. It was tough. Um, you kind of brought up with that chip on your shoulder. How much of a role do you think that played in your success? Do you think it was a positive or a negative or, and a negative? No, I think all positive. You know, I think I, I had to, I had to, and still have to work at everything that's that comes my way. Nothing has been just rolled out with a red carpet and been easy. You know, I've, I've had to climb my way to the top and I wouldn't want it any other way. You know, I was someone who grew up in, in a family household that, you know, my parents didn't have loads of money, but they provided me with a great foundation and a uh, great opportunity to be able to play soccer. And uh, I, I remember getting, you know, cleats when I was younger and having to savor those for like a year. You know, I, I, I wiped them down. I, I put leather polisher on them and I, and I just had to savor them because I knew that, you know, my parents weren't able to, mm. to buy me multiple cleats at a time. But I think that 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 kind of uh, molded me into who I am today. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm someone who appreciates everything that, that comes my way. I've, I've had to work extremely hard and it hasn't been easy. So yeah, to, to have to have to work really hard at something um, and kind of have that chip on your shoulder where many people maybe doubt you or don't think that you can get to that point um, definitely has, has helped uh, play a huge role. Do you think also now you've got older that it's something that you've been able to 
I don't know, grow through because I think sometimes if you, that, that chip on your shoulder, I mean, I say this because I think I can relate myself. You have to almost go, okay, right. Am I constantly proving, trying to prove something? And am I happy with where I am? Do you feel that you can kind of appreciate where you've got to and how much you incredible things you've achieved? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, in looking at all the success that I've had, um, I'm still the same Carly who grew up in Darien, New Jersey. I haven't changed, you know, I haven't let success inflate my, my head. If anything, I've probably become, you know, more humble and I like to just kind of fly under the radar. I don't, I don't like to be in the limelight. I don't, you know, like to, to be the center of attention. I, I just like to be me. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm able to be me around my close family and friends and my husband and, you know, people, people looking at me and being with me because they're, they're being with Carly versus being with Carly, the soccer player, you know, that's, that's what I want. That's all that matters to me. And, you know, for me, the, the doubters, the haters, those, those people essentially motivate me, but I'm motivated within to be the best that, that I can possibly be each and every day. So how do you deal with the fact that people do just because of how successful you became um, you as a person, as an individual, but also you as your, your soccer team USA, how do you deal with those haters or the people that do criticize what they see as Carly, the soccer player, but is also you as a person too. You have to find it. You have to separate those two. And how do you take it in, in um, personal wise? Yeah, I, I think over the years I've I've just gotten better. I think that you know the older you get and the more experience you have, you you just learn to to not waste your time and energy on on people that uh, think they know everything and and people that chime in and have an opinion about everything. I mean, of course they, they add that extra motivation and, and me wanting to prove them wrong. And, and I think that I have proved every pundit wrong and, and doubt or wrong throughout my career and still doing that to this, this day. But the internal motivation that, that comes within me is, is what drives me every single day. What, what is that internal motivation then? It's just a, an internal drive um, to win, want to be the best, you know, trying to be better every single day, uh, waking up, knowing you have a choice to improve in some area of your life. I think, I think oftentimes people get held up on, you know, they know everything or they don't have to get better or, you know, maybe they're not good at certain things and they don't even want to try to bother with those things. But for me, I, I become vulnerable. I, I know that I'm not good at everything. I know that I can improve upon things and I know that some of my weaknesses can be turned into strengths. So I'm, I'm okay with, with trying to learn and I'm okay with trying to become a better person, a better player, a better friend, a better sibling, a better wife. There's always room for improvement. And, uh, I've just been kind of wired that way to, to be like that. Has that taken you a while though, even though you said you're wired that way, because I know that you said in the past that you found criticism like really hard to take. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, prior to my college years, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like to be criticized at all. Um, in fact, I blamed everybody who criticized me and then having kind of, uh, being humble and, and getting cut from the under 21 national team and that coach being completely honest with me sort of was a turning point in my career. I then met a, a new trainer and mentor, James, who I've been working with since 2003. And he helped you know transform my thinking. And it's not about 
competing against anybody else. It's not about comparing yourself to anybody else. It's about being, you know, completely comfortable with who you are and uh, what you stand for, what you believe in. And um, it's taken me a lot of work. You know, I I didn't just all of a sudden switch to be like this. It, It takes work, you know, just like going and doing a job takes work going and trying to better yourself takes work as well. Um, I think people just fail to, to realize that they have to work on themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a daily thing. It it doesn't ever stop. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just always trying to find ways to, to be better. It's interesting because you said you were, you were caught and I always think it's, it's fascinating to look at what the difference was between you carrying on and you walking away. What do you think that was? Was there any a point where you just were like, "Ah, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. Or, um, or you felt like you weren't good enough. It was just the easiest thing to do. I didn't, I didn't know how to dig deep and roll the sleeves up and change, um, the situation. I just thought, you know, this is it. I'm not going to be able to, to make the team again. And, um, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. Uh, so I just, I, I had that doubt within myself and my passion for the sport, you know, never left. It was always there. So I think that that's what kind of gave me a, a new fresh take, um, when working with James and, and kind of starting that it was kind of the first person who had a plan designed for me and, you know, could highlight some of the things that I wasn't very good at. And I, every day I just chipped away to, to try to be, um, the best I possibly could be. What would you say to anybody that's in that situation? You know, when, you know I'm, I'm not just necessarily saying like, in a, as an athlete, but also, you know, when, somebody's been told they're not good enough or, you know, there's been that opinion towards them. That's somebody else's opinion or rejection from a job or something like that. I think the biggest thing is, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to believe in yourself, but that takes work. You know, that takes whether you have a mentor or whether you have somebody that you can talk to, um, whether you go to see somebody to, to talk to, um, reading books. I mean, these, these things all help, uh, people's stories help, you know, listening to people's stories. Um, nobody is perfect. Nobody has all the answers. Nobody has figured out life. You know, no one ever will figure out life. That's, that's the whole point of going through life is what, (laughs) you know, just live life and, tackle these obstacles that come your way and be faced with so many challenging, challenging things. And I think it's the people that are able to recognize those things as a sign or uh, an indication that, okay, you know, this is, this is what I have to grasp from this particular situation and, and try to better themselves from it. But it's the people that ignore those, those signs and, and ignore situations, or maybe they just don't want to even deal with them that end up, you know, not being as happy through life. So I think that you have to better yourself. And if you better yourself and you're comfortable with yourself, then it's going to be much easier for you to be, you know, with somebody because I think so often everyone looks for someone else to, to make them happy. But if you're not happy within yourself, it's impossible for other people to make you happy. So yeah, I think with age and experience and not just soccer player, you, you have to have self-belief. And of course that's going to waver and you're going to doubt every now and again, but as long as you kind of have that core foundation of that belief, you know, it always will, will bring you back to that moment. Is that what helps you say, if you've got, 
if you have those moments of self-doubt or is there anything particular that you do or you say to yourself? Uh, yes. I mean, I spend a lot of time on my mental focus and it's tricky because your, your brain just always wants to go down that tunnel of, you know, negative thinking. And so you have to kind of retrain your brain and mind to think positive. And, um, that's what I've, you know, I've tried to do, but like I said, it's, it's a battle. And and when I'm out on the field and I'm competing and, you know, you have to perform and you've got the pressure of doing that, it's, you know, it, it's constant, but it's what makes the journey, you know, that much worth it. Mm. And for yourself, you, I mean, I wrote some of the the incredible stats that you've done and I know a lot of people focus on stats sometimes and you had incredible success when you won the World Cup in 2015. And as um, somebody that's an England supporter, we know you guys a lot. Um, <laughs> um, you're almost like our nemesis sometimes, I think. And then you won the World Cup in 2019. Were they very two very different World Cups for you? Because in 2015, you scored the hat-trick. Uh, that was that 5-2 win over Japan. And then in 2019... It has been well, you know, documented that it was a really tough World Cup for you because you were on the sidelines and on the bench. And I know you've spoken about this before. How do you look back now with that being last year and and look at those that World Cup and look at how you dealt with things? Because, you know, and I did listen to something where you said it was a really bad time. It was one of the worst times in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was completely honest. I mean, it was, um, you know, and I got a lot of hate for, for it and people thinking that, uh, you know, I'm not happy for my teammates or not happy. We won, you know, that, that was just putting words in my mouth. Of course, I'm happy for my teammates. I supported my teammates every single day. You know, I was, I was supporting them. I was respectful of the coaching staff, but for me personally, you know, as a competitor, um, yeah, I mean, I, I flat out wasn't happy. You know, um, it was probably the worst time in my soccer career, but that trickles into your life as well. You know, it's it's no different than someone, you know, maybe not getting being appreciated at, at their job and, and having to go through, you know, year after year of, of just doing everything possible waking up every single day, feeling that you're putting in hundred percent work effort, uh, you're performing well, you're, you're living up to the standards, but you're not being recognized and you're not being appreciated. That trickles into your life, whether you want it to or not. And, um, you know, it, it affected all aspects of my life, but I honestly did everything I possibly could. Every moment I got, whether it was 10 minutes, whether it was 90 minutes, whether it was 60 minutes, I gave it everything I had. Every single training session, I pushed my teammates. I pushed myself. There wasn't more I could do, you know, and it was just a certain situation where the coaching staff didn't have me out on the field, didn't want me out on the field, and I couldn't do anything about it. You know, you have to control the controllables and and I've become stronger and better from that situation, from those three or four years having to go through that. Um, now we have a, a different coach and he, he believes in me and uh, he, he holds every single player accountable. And, and all I've tried to do my whole entire career is try to be the best player that I possibly can be, you know? So um, yeah, it just made me better and made me stronger going through that. I mean, it takes, you know, I think uh, obviously there's a tribalism when it comes to soccer. There definitely is over here where it's, you know, it's all about wanting that team to win sometimes I think is a discussion I've had with a lot of different people in the game of soccer where there's almost this thing where they don't see Carly as a human being or that has emotions because I think if anybody put themselves in that situation it takes a really big person to to say what you just said because 
you can, it's great to watch your team winning and which you did, but to feel that kind of lack of appreciation for your own talent and, you know, but also nobody I think can ever sit there and just watch somebody else get all the glory. I just think it's, it's not normal. Anybody that says that they could, you know, I think they don't see it like that. But I think when we support teams, we just want a team to win, right? It takes a really big person to do that. And I know that you led as well. So how on earth did you lead to push your team at the same time as feeling aggrieved? I don't know. Well, like, like I'd just love to know how, how you did that. Lead by example, you know, every single day being the first to show up at training, showing up, giving it everything I have, you know, not being with the starting group majority of the time, but laying it out on the field, you know, giving it every ounce of effort that I have every single session. And that's what I did for, for three years or so, you know, my, my goals didn't change. You know, I was still trying to be the best player that I possibly could be. And uh, that's all I could do, you know, was, was work hard, was, was be there for my teammates. And I didn't even have to say anything. You know, I had several, several teammates uh, after the world cup and motions are flying and, and people just saying, you know, you, you weren't a starter, but you were the one, one of the hardest working players every single training session that made me better. So I did my job, you know, I, I led by example, like I said, I, I didn't need to say much. Um, I smiled. I enjoyed my time out there. I shared moments with teammates. I just led by example, doing all the things on and off the field putting in the extra work, um, every opportunity I got, you know, was, was filled with pressure. There were games leading up to that world cup where I was starting and my mental approach was that that was a world cup final for me. You know, I had to perform. I had to continue to put the coaching staff in an uncomfortable position, continue to make people question why I wasn't out on the field. Mm. And I did everything I could. There wasn't much more I could do. So um, I'm proud. I, I hold my head high and uh, life goes on. How would, how do you deal with pressure? What's your advice to people to do with pressure? Because, you know, what you're saying to me is every day you worked so hard and you were so focused. Was there any times when, when you wavered and just, uh, and I just, what, what would advice would you give people? Because it's a lot of pressure. It's not just you were doing that privately. You were doing that on a world stage for everybody to see. It's, uh, it's pressure, but it's also knowing you have nothing to lose. You know, that's, that's sort of how I look at it. I had nothing to lose. You know, I, I wasn't starting. I was trying to prove that I could be a starter. So I had nothing to lose, but I was mentally and physically prepared. I had trained, I had worked hard mentally. My mind was in the right place. I was preparing for the moment. I wasn't thinking about the what ifs, you know, what if I don't do well? And then what if I don't continue to not get my chance. I was just thinking about the moment. You have to be in the moment. When you look at any athlete who just absolutely crushes it in pressure situations, they're in their flow. They're in the moment and nothing else is penetrating that. And, and that's what you have to do. Unfortunately, there's so many things coming at us each and every way, but you have to eliminate all those things coming in your mind. And you just have to solely focus on that. So every pressure situation moment that I've had, I've been in the moment and that's it. Not thinking about, you know, what my husband's doing at home or friends or, uh, thinking about what all these, you know, uh, people are saying on social media, just being in that moment and and being in that flow. How'd you get to that point then? (laughs) 
<laughs> like, you know, you doing like visualization, meditation, sports psychology. All the above. Visualizations become big for me. Uh, reading books has become big, but also going through the experiences and failing and, you know, missing a, a World Cup, uh, a PK in a World Cup final in 2011. Um, you know, getting cut from teams, sitting on the bench, injuries. It's, it's just, it's going through moments like that. And again, just just extracting the positive situation from it, uh, the learning experience and, and taking that learning and then applying it to the next thing that comes your way. So it's just this, this circle that just keeps going and uh, things keep you know, getting thrown at you. Mm. What, what's your thoughts on the perception around age and athletes and the fact that, I don't know whether you've had comments around that, but the fact that almost it's seen as if an athlete you know, questions around retirement or are you still going to play when you become 30, 35? Yeah. We've seen so many athletes like Serena Williams, Roger Federer break that. Yeah. Age is just a number. Um, and I read, uh, I can't think of the athlete at the moment, but I think saying something like, you know, the, the ball doesn't know my age. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually love that because it doesn't, you know, as long as, um, you're performing and you're feeling good and, I'm feeling good, you know, consistently I've, I've done all the right things on and off the field. I've taken care of my body. I, I sleep well, I eat well, I hydrate, I stretch, I train well. It, it takes all of that to be able to continue to play for me, at least to, to the, the age that I am. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I think people get hung up on all sorts of things, but those people that are talking about our age um, have never done that or never accomplished that themselves. So uh, it's, it's a little difficult to talk about something that you've never actually experienced as well. Yeah, very true. And what about just listening to you again, it's like, you know, training, looking after your body and you have to do all those things, but do you feel like there's been a lot of sacrifices along the way for you personally? hundred percent. You know, I was, telling my husband, Brian, and and just friends here, you know, they've been asking me, you know, how this period has been to be home and not have anything. And honestly, I, I it's the first time I've been living my life. Some may think that's sad, but I've spent my whole entire life just sacrificing so many things, you know, sacrificing time with friends, time with family, um, just social gatherings, you know, just, just going out to dinner and doing different things. And yeah, I can honestly say that, that I've, I finally am, I'm kind of living my life, you know, not, not stressing about anything and mm-hmm. it's been good. And and I think that it's going to give me a nice little mental, mental and physical recharge. And I'm going to be more motivated than ever. Um, once, once I'm back from my injury and then, you know, hopefully once things are, 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 hopefully back to normal at some point. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, if you I want was to just going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no doubts. I have no regrets. And, uh, once, um, you know, back to normal, all those things will be pushed aside again. So what are your hopes and aspirations and what keeps you focused on a day-to-day basis? I know you've said to me it's to be the best, but now what does that look like for you? 
Um, again, every day, you know, I have a, been battling a knee injury, but there's, there's other ways that I can get better by reading books. Um, just trying to better myself, you know, watching, watching soccer games, working on my upper body and, and my core and, and just different strength exercises that I can do. I've been spending a lot of time on my road bike and, and getting out and, and clocking in some miles that way. But yeah, nothing's changed. You know, I'll, I'll be back at it soon. And the, the goals remain to just keep on pushing the bar, continuing to get better. My goal, you know, long-term goal is, is to make it another Olympic team and win an Olympic gold medal with my teammates. Um, okay. That's the dream. And hopefully that dream can come true next summer. And then probably get a little taste of, of retirement and, and the next chapter. But yeah, I, no matter what I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to be aspiring to be the best that I possibly can be. Um, do you know what that next chapter would look like? Or at the moment, is it all about the now and focusing on the goal of next year with the Olympics? It is. Yeah. Uh, that goal, but obviously, you know, as an athlete and someone whose career does come to an end, you have to be somewhat prepared for the end. Um, I really enjoy speaking. I really enjoy sharing my story and, and helping others because I think that my story not only speaks to soccer players, athletes, but just anybody that that's going through something in life. I think that I have real life, live examples of, of just adversity and, uh, you know, falling down and picking myself back up again and becoming better. So uh, I enjoy that. My husband and I would like to start a family uh, eventually. And I, I really still enjoy doing, you know, clinics. I just held one um, a few days ago and, and it was just, it was just awesome to bring smiles to these kids' faces, especially in a time like this um, where, you know, their, their lives have been kind of torn apart uh, with COVID. So yeah, I think that's, that's sort of the plan and stay involved in the game, stay involved in, in, uh, FIFA with the legends program and yeah, just, just kind of figure it out. <laughs> and going back to all the achievements that you've done, you did w win the world player of the year twice as well. Is that something that brings a smile on your face and you can retire, you know, happy that you were recognized like that? Yeah. Uh, again, I, I haven't really dwelled on too many of my accomplishments. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to accomplish a lot. Um, but the final chapter isn't written yet. I still have that final chapter to write. And I know that when the time comes for me to walk away from the sport, I will hold my head high because I know in my heart that, that I, I left it all out there. You know, I gave everything that I had and I did everything possible to be the best and most complete player that I could be. So, uh, not, not quite there yet. Still have a little left to go. And yeah, it's, it's been a, an unbelievable journey, the, the good, the bad. Um, I've, I've enjoyed every bit of it and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting back out there soon. It's a funny phrase, like dwell on your accomplishments. Do you think you, do you think you've allowed yourself maybe to realize how, I don't know, how much you've been recognized um, in the sport? Not really, because again, I, I just like to be me. You know, I, I don't, I don't like to be labeled as, you know, Carly Lloyd, the, the famous soccer player. Um, although, you know, that, that is what I'm labeled at and, and I'm appreciative of that, but, um, my accomplishments and the things that I've done on the field isn't what made me into the, the person I am, you know, and, and I've, I've remained, you know, humble and, and hungry and knowing that there's always more, uh, and you can't, 
you can't dwell on those past accomplishments because then you get stuck and you get complacent. So it's always been about moving on and, and moving to the next the next thing, preparing for the next thing. Um, and that's that's what I've tried to do throughout my career. Isn't it just an interesting interesting take of, of things, I think, really. And I think it's actually really healthy because it almost seems like you as Carly and your identity doesn't rely on those things, which I think sometimes a lot of sports people it does, which means when it doesn't happen, I think they really struggle with their own identity and, and with who they are, would you say? Yes, definitely. I think that a lot of athletes kind of get caught up into this false reality of a world, you know, the, the glamour, the, the lifestyle, the, the things, the money, you know, all of these things. Um, but those things and, and money isn't really make you happy. And, uh, I've surrounded myself with, with good supportive people throughout my life. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just Carly to them, uh, you know, and, and I think that's what makes life a little bit easier and, and makes me, you know, know that, that I'm not, I'm not living in, in a false world. You know, I don't surround myself with yes people. I don't surround myself with people that, that like me just because I'm famous. You know, I surround myself with, with quality people, with, with people who are supportive, but also will be willing to tell me the truth and, um, things and, and money and, name brand car and name brand purse, you know, those, those things don't fulfill my happiness. Um, and so it's going to be challenging to be, be done playing soccer, but again, you know, soccer and my accomplishment accomplishments isn't, you know, isn't what made me into Carly, you know, my journey and, and the lessons learned and the things that I've had to go through has, has made me into that. So yeah, I think it's it's hard for for athletes. I think that some you know fall into that that category of of just you know not really living in in the real world. And uh, once they're done, it's it's harder to make that transition. Yeah. So coming, what I suppose what I'd like to ask you is what lessons have you learned, and what because we've been focusing a lot around uh, mental health on this podcast and and a, you know a healthy mental health and mental well-being what lessons would you pass on because you were talking about you know speaking and motivational speaking and i think it's been really fascinating listening to you talk but what what would the main lessons be that you would pass on that you've learned and you look back at yourself now i've always tried to be you know someone who's you know open and honest and and vulnerable and and uh i think that the biggest thing is is like it's it's okay to not feel great. You know, there's going to be days where you wake up and, you know, maybe you don't feel good about yourself or maybe, uh, you feel like a failure or, uh, there's, there's people in your life where you're, you're having issues with them and life is rocky. You know, life is, is never all in sync. You know, you may have a couple things in sync, but then one thing may be out of sync and that's okay. And I think, you know, so, so many people are, engulfed in this social media world that again, I, you know, I, I hate to say that it's like a false reality, but it's, it somewhat is, you know, there's just because someone's got this perfect picture of, of their family up on, on their social media account, like doesn't mean that their life is perfect. No one's life is perfect. And I think that it's okay to, you know, to, to know that, you know, there are some things that are a bit shaky in, in life and not be afraid to uh, tackle those things head on, you know, not be afraid to, 
to try to make, make it better. Um, I think that's, you know, that's what I've tried to do. I think there's been a lot of people who you, you want to just steer clear of, of all the issues that are going on in your life, but it's okay to go talk to a therapist or, you know, it's okay to find a a mentor or somebody and, and just talk to them. I think that's, that's important. And so much of life now, you know, has revolved around the social media and, uh, you know, people wanting to always, uh, get approval and seek approval from yeah. so many people, but that's not life. You know, you can't worry about what people think. And, um, if somebody doesn't like you, they, they don't like you, you know, if somebody doesn't like you because you're not wearing uh, a name brand top, then so be it. Um, but I think that, if, if you can take from that, just, just work on bettering yourself and, and making your circle good and, and supportive. Yeah. I think from this, that's what one of the main things I take from you is, is you've said a lot every time we've spoken, it, it's come back to being okay with yourself. Is that what you say to anybody struggling out there? What would your advice be to finish? I let you go. <laughs> um, yes. You know, it's, it's impossible for someone else to make you happy if you're not happy yourself. And I think that you have to make yourself the best possible version an improving version every single day. You know, I think when I first got onto the national team, it was about making myself the best version that I possibly could be, which then essentially translated into me being able to lead a bigger group. Um, so yes, you, you've got to love yourself. You've got to be happy with yourself. You can't seek approval from others. Just, you know, believe in yourself and, and work on becoming the best version of yourself. Um, and just try to be better every single day. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been brilliant talking to you. Um, so what have you got planned for the next couple of weeks then? And would you each day, do you set yourself a goal and a target to better yourself? Is it, is this on a, are we talking like on a daily thing or a weekly thing? Or, you know, do you wake up in the morning and know exactly what you're going to work on that day? Um, a little bit. I mean, right now it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I just, um, working on my, my PT and, uh, yeah, I mean, every single day it's whether it's for me personally, whether it's like a road bike, day or whether it's, um, doing some exercises or whether, you know, I need to sit down and, and read some more. Um, I don't have specific things right now at the moment, just cause there's nothing, not a lot going on. Um, but yeah, I think that that, that might be important for others to just, you know, have something specific and a goal that they're trying to achieve. And every day you just chip away at it. Thank you. Thanks so much for talking to us. Really appreciate your time. And um, no look forward to watching you next year and also looking at the rest of your journey as well. So thank you, Carly. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And thanks to Sporting Mind Charity for their support. Remember, if you are struggling and you're not feeling in a great place, people do understand and often do feel the same as well. You can check out Charities Mind and Samaritans. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. We would love it if you shared on socials and gave us a review or rating on iTunes as well. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed listening to Carly. Thanks again, Carly. And thank you for listening. No problem. Thank you. 